Welcome once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing here on Facebook Live? It is Sunday night. It is going to be aired tomorrow morning. I'm your host, Richard Holdridge, and this is episode 628. Glad to be here with you tonight. We do have a great show for you. I got a lot of sports to talk about as this is the weekend wrap-up show I'm going to have a lot of condensed shows this week because I am going out of town for Memorial Day weekend. But I do want to remind everybody that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan. And we are right after Rod Peterson and right before Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. I'm going to have the NBA playoff updates. I'm also going to recap the high school baseball playoffs in the state of Georgia. As I can't believe that high school sports for the school year has officially come to an end and we are three months away from high school football, but we do have a busy summer that I'm going to get into everything that's going on in the summer with little league and a lot of things that are going on. And also going to talk about Atlanta United, the Atlanta dream, the Atlanta Braves, Pretty much all the teams in Georgia that were in action over the weekend. And we are a week away from the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters taking the field at Historic Golden Park. But I want to start this show talking about the NBA playoffs because it's looking like you got the conference finals that I actually thought in the beginning it was going to be competitive. And they haven't really been. So I'm going to start with the Nuggets and Lakers because everything was there for the Lakers to win game three. A lot of experts thought that the Lakers were going to win game three and this was going to be a series. What the Nuggets have done to the Lakers has been astonishing because in my mind, the Nuggets have been the best team all year. The Lakers peaked at the right time. They won the trade deadline. They were able to get the pieces to move them not only from the 13th seed all the way into the 7th seed, knocking off Memphis and beating Golden State to get to the Western Conference Finals. you got to think that is an accomplishment for the Los Angeles Lakers. But it was too little, too late. When you play LeBron and AD 40-plus minutes, you end up running out of gas. And I don't think the Lakers have anything left in the tank. And they might win game four on Monday. But I think that the Denver Nuggets, with one win, they could reach the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. And I think that the Denver Nuggets have been special. The best player has been the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, who should have won a third straight MVP. I don't know why they gave it to Joel Embiid when Jokic has been the MVP all season. And then Jamal Murray, inter-channeling his bubble playoff performances in 2020. And he just came out like gangbusters. And the Nuggets were able to beat the Lakers at the Crypto Arena on Saturday night, 119-108. to And even though the Lakers did have a double-digit lead, it was Jamal Murray's hot shooting. And he had 30 points in the first half. And he was able to finish with 37. But looking at the box score, once again, LeBron and AD with 40-plus minutes and not getting the job done. And and I think that the Lakers are going to move off of D'Angelo Russell. I think they've had it with him. He really has been more of a liability. And I think that 
he is not going to be on this team next year. Now, Austin Reeves, he has been the bright side for the Lakers. I think that Austin Reeves will get a contract extension. And Rui Hachimura has been a surprise off the bench. But it's the depth of the Denver Nuggets. You look at what the Nuggets have done as a team. I mean, you have Aaron Gordon, the defensive specialist. You have Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, who won a championship with the Lakers in the bubble in 2020, but the Lakers decided to ship him off to Washington in that Russell Westbrook trade. I didn't really agree with that. But I also think that the Denver Nuggets are healthy, finally, and they have a lot of depth. They've been the best team in the Western Conference all year, but yet they don't get credit for anything. Look at what the Nuggets did with a 53-29 and record. They were the best team all year. And yet, the narrative is that the Lakers can't get it done. Well, let me tell you something. The record for teams that have faced a 3-0 deficit is 0-149. and No team in NBA history has come back from a 3-0 deficit. So you think that it's the Lakers' chance to do that? Well, it would make things interesting. I think the Lakers could steal a game in Denver, but they got to win game four first. And then if they can steal a game in Denver in game five, they get it back for a game six. Who knows? I mean, I've seen a team that was down 3-0 come back and tie it at three and then lose it in seven. And then in the 1996 NBA Finals, the Bulls were up 3-0 to the Sonics. The Sonics were able to get two, but they lost in six. LeBron has got a lot of work to do, but I think that the Denver Nuggets are going to win this series, if not a sweep. The Nuggets are going to win the series, and they are going to represent the West in the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. Now let's talk about the other team in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's up 3-0, and I got to tell you, this is very shocking. I did not think the Miami Heat would be up 3-0 on the Boston Celtics. They win in Miami, which they are great in Miami, 128-102. And what Miami did was they were able to come back in the fourth quarter in games one and games two when Boston had a comfortable lead and Boston let it slip away. This is a coaching mismatch. Eric Spolstra, who's considered one of the best coaches in the NBA, going up against a rookie head coach, Joe Mazzula, who took over for Ime Udoka, who's now the coach at the Houston Rockets, who led the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals. And the Celtics cannot get the job done. And Jason Tatum has disappeared for the Celtics. But it is the undrafted free agents that have stepped up for the Miami Heat. It's not just Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, the two all-stars, the two catalysts that led the Miami Heat to the NBA Finals in the bubble in 2020. It's the undrafted free agents, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, Caleb Martin. I cannot believe what the Miami Heat are doing, and they could close it out in Miami, which they should, and it's going to set up for a possible NBA Final between the Nuggets and the Heat. This is not what everybody wants, but me as a basketball fan, and I actually would like to see this because it would be a very good storyline. The Heat could win a title, the first title since LeBron left, or the Denver Nuggets could win their very first title. And then you have a decade of obscure champions. And this is what I like to see as a basketball fan. 
I like to see the Toronto Raptors come out of nowhere and win a championship in 2019. I like seeing the Milwaukee Bucks come out of nowhere and win a championship in 2021. I liked it when the Dallas Mavericks won a championship in 2011 or when the Cleveland Cavaliers won a championship in 2016. We could get that this year with the Denver Nuggets, but we could also get that with the Miami Heat. And then the Miami Heat could say that they have won a total of four titles as a franchise, and only two of them were with LeBron. I like the narrative. I don't think Boston or L.A. has a chance to come back from a 3-0 deficit. And uh, that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. It's really hard to see what the Miami Heat was able to do. Jimmy Butler only had 16 points. He was the facilitator. He didn't have to do much. He played 31 minutes. He's going to be fresh for game four. But Gabe Vincent shooting six threes, incredible. And the Miami Heat have a chance to close it out Tuesday night against the Boston Celtics in game four. Don't you just love the NBA? I love the NBA. I actually have this past weekend did watch The Last Dance again. I mean, it's my favorite sports documentary. And, you know, comparing the two between Jordan and LeBron. And I always thought that Jordan had the drive to win at all costs. And he pushed his teammates to the point when he even punched some of his teammates. And I have never witnessed a more competitor than Michael Jordan. And, you know, he's the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. And that is my honest opinion. All right, so we are going to go ahead and switch gears. We're going to talk Major League Baseball. Because, as you know, this is a podcast dedicated to covering sports in Georgia and, you know, Columbus, Georgia area, as I like to cover sports here. And the Atlanta Braves, they were able to take two out of three against the Seattle Mariners. I know that I was watching that game Saturday night, and even though Matt Olson hit that two-run homer, it was a bullpen game, and the Mariners were able to open up the floodgates yeah, I, I actually watched a Braves game on TV because I actually was at Buffalo Wild Wings on the Saturday night. So I normally don't get to see the Braves because I don't have Bally on my uh, cable provider. But yesterday, the Atlanta Braves, they pushed their record to 29-17 and by beating the Seattle Mariners 3-2 to as Jared Schuster. And he comes in and pitches very well and gets the win for the first time in his career. And congratulations to Jared Schuster. He had six innings of work. He gave up one earned run and seven strikeouts. And if you're looking at the standings right now, the Atlanta Braves currently are in first place in the National League East, five games ahead of the New York Mets. But they still trail the Dodgers for the best record in the National League. And this Braves team is really just going to have to weather the storm until their pitching comes back. Max Freed and Wright, and hopefully they can get Mike Soroka back into the starting lineup. Well, they got a three-game series coming up Monday night against the Dodgers and the two best teams in the National League going at it. It is a rematch of the 2020 NLCS and the 2021 NLCS. And I kind of was hoping that they would meet off in the NLCS once again in 2022. But, you know, the Padres and the Phillies had something to do with that. And 
they said, you know, not so fast. I know you two have been the two best teams in the National League, but it's time uh, for some new blood to get in there and square off in the NLCS. But your pitching matchups tonight, Gavin Stone, he's only 24 years old, and he has not had a decision yet. And then going up against Charlie Morton, the big-time postseason pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, who really right now with Max Freed out, Charlie Morton is the solid number two started behind Spencer Strider. So that's going to be a fun series at Truist Park. I love those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series because you got plenty of tickets. You got fans are going to be able to go and enjoy seeing the Braves on a weekday. You might even have Justin Dale at the ballpark. I don't know. He usually goes on Fridays, but it's personal between the Braves and the Dodgers. Look at all the times they met in the postseason, 2013, 2018, 2020, 2021. And the Braves finally break through and they beat the Dodgers in 2021, but they did have the three to one series lead in 2020. And as a San Francisco Giants fan, I despise the Dodgers so much. So go Braves. Let's get this sweep. We'll be right back with a break. And then I'm going to talk about high school baseball playoffs. All right. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. And welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, doing this podcast for about three years now, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's time to get into some high school baseball playoffs because this is no joke. This was a very competitive year in the GHSA. Still a little bitter that the NFHS Network did not call me to ask me if I wanted to do play-by-play, but that's neither here or there. I mean, I've had all this experience helping Thrift Behringer out on the broadcast for Glenwood and Calvary Christian. But that's okay. I mean, you know, they got their own broadcasters. But we're going to start with a 7A in the GHSA. The only classification that was at Truett's Park 
The Lounge Vikings out of Valdosta wins their first state championship since 2000, and they beat Parkview, and uh, they had Colin Hawk, the best baseball prospect in Georgia who's going to Mississippi State, but Lounds beat them in two games, three to two and five to two. Now let's go to 6A. You start seeing a pattern. Houston County out of Warner Robins. You remember Jake Fromm played for Houston County, played in the Little League World Series, too, in 2007. I love seeing the teams that do well. Warner Robins won the Little League World Series in 2007. You have Houston County winning the state championship for 6A. They were able to beat Pope 8-3 and 7-4. This was being played at Cool Ray Field. And then for 5A, you had Loganville defeat McIntosh out of Peachtree City 4-1 and 5-4. This was also being played at Cool Ray. And now let's talk about 4A because this was the most exciting time if you are a LaGrange Granger fan. First of all, Friday night was absolutely insane. They were taking on the defending state champions, the Titans from North Oconee. And remember, North Oconee has not lost a playoff game since 2021. Now, it was a rough start. LaGrange loses the first game 11-1. to But LaGrange, wow, turning around and getting a walk-off win in the bottom of the 10th inning late into the Friday evening. Seth Stargell scores the winning run. And they force a game three. So Saturday at noon, it was a winner-take-all situation for LaGrange and North Oconee. Caden Wood pitched incredible. They only gave up four runs against North Oconee, but they just could not get the bats going. They left some runners on base. But they lose four to one. But a valiant effort because you pushed North Oconee to the brink of of an elimination game, and LaGrange had a shot at winning the state title. They were right there at the end of that game. And head coach Donnie Branch, what a performance that LaGrange really has everything to just play for, and they have done a phenomenal job this season. And really, the last two seasons have been fun, watching the LaGrange Grangers make it to the state title last year in Rome against North Oconee, and they get to display that runner-up banner with pride out in that outfield because I've been to a couple games this year. I mean, it was great seeing that. And then they get to display another runner-up banner for 2023. And, you know, you feel bad for the seniors not winning a championship, but this team – Really had an incredible season all year long. Congratulations to the LaGrange Grangers on a 33-10 and record, 13-1 and in 4A Area 4. And the difference between this year and last year, it didn't seem like they were battle-tested until they got to the championship. They never had to face elimination until they got to the championship. And I think with the reclassification, LaGrange really had some great teams in their region, like Stars Mill and Whitewater, and they were able to make it deep into the playoffs. And teams like Troop County that didn't even make the playoffs because you had Trinity Christian that made it. And it's so incredible. And just congratulations to head coach Donnie Branch. Congratulations to the team in general. And uh, best of luck next year. You know, I'm 
really loving this LaGrange Grangers team and, and their story, and it really is incredible. Let's go to 3A, because now 3A, these games were being played in Rome, home of the Rome Braves. The Harlem Bulldogs, they get the win. They are the state champions by beating Ringgold 5-3 to and 2-1. to Harlem was able to beat the defending champions, the Pirates from Pike County, and the Nailbiter in two games, 3-2 to and 3-2, to in the final four. And so for the 2A, you actually have the championship that's going to take place on Tuesday. Charlton County taking on Emanuel County Institute. Now, Emanuel County Institute beat Schley County in the final four, 5-3 to and 6-2. to And then Charlton County defeated McIntosh County in the final four, 11-1 and 7-2. So that's still going on. That's going to be in Rome, I believe. Yes. So you have Class 1A Division 2 on Tuesday. Class 1A Division 1 tonight, 5 p.m. Irwin County taking on Prince Avenue Christian. And, of course, Prince Avenue Christian's got a football championship. So why not compete for a baseball championship? I mean, you have athletes everywhere in these small schools that if they're, if they're competing for a football championship, they they might as well just compete for a baseball championship. I cannot believe I'm saying this on the show, but high school sports for the 2022-2023 academic school year has officially come to a close. It has been a lot of fun. We started out calling high school football. I was calling high school football for Beam and the CW Jabama. Calling games for Russell County, Smith Station, and Glenwood. Had a lot of great moments with my broadcast partner, Corey Bank. We had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And we were able to call some games on the radio as well, including Spencer's win in their final regular season game against Ace Charter, where they were able to win their first region in school history for the GHSA. And we were also able to call the second round of the GHSA 5A state playoff game, Northside and Warner Robins. That was a lot of fun because not only did I get to go to the press box at Otis Spencer, I also got to go to the press box at Kinnett. I'm really just excited that I got to fill in for high school football. I'm excited to fill in, though. I'll, I'll just come out and say that. And then we transitioned into basketball, and not only did I help call some games, including the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament with Thrift Barringer. Did a great job doing play-by-play, and I just love just helping as much as I can. And also the Border Wars and calling some St. Apicelli games and some Glenwood games. It's been a lot of fun just doing it with Thrift Barringer. I also filled in on the NFHS Network, called some second-round 1A basketball games in Alabama, Lochapoca and Otagaville boys and girls in the playoffs. That was a lot of fun. And then we also transitioned to baseball where I got to help Thrift Behringer out calling the Glenwood Gators in the state championship and then Calvary Christian in the state championship. So no reason for me to get bitter about the NFHS network not contacting me because it's okay. I've proven myself as a broadcaster that I'm capable of calling games. And really I have Thrift Behringer to thank for it because he given me that opportunity and, you know, I enjoyed calling games with them. And, and hopefully we can call uh, future games on his uh, Facebook page a lot more often, which it, it started becoming wildly popular. I mean, a lot of people watching it. it. It was really just a great experience. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are, let's see, about six days away from the opener 
It's the exhibition game between the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters. This is going to be very exciting because not only do we have two teams in the SBL in the Fountain City for the first time in history, they get to get, get to play at Historic Golden Park. And so I'm a baseball fan. I went to a lot of Chattahoots games last year. I'm hoping to go see the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters this year as we got year three for the Chattahoochee, year two for the Monsters, first year at Historic Golden Park. It's going to be great. Now, the regular season will start June the 2nd. The Chattahoochee Monsters will go up to Brookhaven to take on the Bucks, And then the Columbus Chattahoots, their official home opener, June the 3rd at Historic Golden Park, taking on the Waleska Wild Thanes. It's going to be a great season in the SBL. The defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers, they got a big target on their back. That's the team you got to watch out for. I know Alpharetta won it in 2021. The Columbus Chattahoots were known for in their inaugural season, making it all the way to the SBL championship where they did lose to Alpharetta. I was at that championship game, and that was just such a great moment. Although that rain delay was kind of funny, but you know, that talking to Zach DeBozar, and they were just having that rain delay, and they really just ran out of stuff to say, and then they came back on the broadcast. These are historic moments in broadcasting that we cherish for the rest of our lives. And it was it was it was pretty cool. All right, I want to go ahead and transition from the Columbus Chattahoots to Columbus State baseball. Their season officially ended in the Southeast Regional over the weekend. First of all, they played Belmont Abbey on Friday. It was a rain delay. That was a barn burner. They lost 15 to 13. It was a double elimination tournament in the Southeast Regionals, and then they lose 12 to 3 to North Carolina Pembroke. And this was in the North Greenville bracket. And so their season comes to a close, but they did have a very successful season, finishing with a 36 and 17 overall record, 19 and 11 in conference play. Some of the leaders on the team included Derek Wild with 19 home runs and 64 runs batted in. He had a very successful season. And you also had Wynn Johns, the Columbus Chattahoot, with 10 home runs. And then you also had Matthew McDade, who is second on the team with 62 runs batted in, and he had 10 home runs. The pitching, well, what can you say about the pitching? I thought the pitching was incredible. Noah Windhorse. He was their ace all year. He had that no-hitter. He had a 7-3 record, and he had a 3-6-5 ERA and 15 starts. And then Colton Joyner. What can you say about Colton Joyner as he had a 4-3-6 ERA, and he was 10-4, so he led the team with 10 wins. Congratulations to Coach Greg Appleton and the Columbus State Cougars and Scott Miller, the play-by-play announcer. They had a great season, and I wish them nothing but the best of luck next year. I know that the Cougars, I know they were hoping to get further in the Southeast Regional Tournament, but you know they got some positives to take away from this season. But hey, we got a big event this weekend at the Commons South, the South Commons Softball Complex. So last season... My alma mater, I followed my alma mater, Freed Harbin University, 
their softball team made it to the NAIA World Series, which takes place in Columbus. And unfortunately, this year, they did not make it to the NAIA World Series. They actually lost in their regional bracket. But the NAIA World Series, which last year I actually did get credentials and I covered it on my podcast. And congratulations to Oklahoma City for beating Mobile last year. Well, this year, it's going to be back at the Commons Softball Complex. And we are getting ready to go. May the 25th. And I'm trying to see the bracket to see which teams are going to be playing here for the NAI World Series as you have 10 teams that are going to be playing. The first two teams are going to get the bye. The number one seed, Oregon Tech. I remember them from last year. They had a great showing. And then our Lady of the Lake. So the number one and number two seeds get a bye. You got Central Methodist taking on Baker. Southern Oregon taking on Georgia Gwinnett. They are the fifth seed. You got Cumberlands taking on Science and Arts. Remember, Science and Arts was a team that knocked off Freed Harmon last year. And then you have Marion taking on Midland. I've noticed there is no Mobile and no Oklahoma City in the bracket. You got like a lot of different teams. Georgia Gwinnett, I expect a lot of fans from Georgia Gwinnett to make their way down to Columbus. It's always great when you have a team from Georgia in the NAIA World Series. It's somebody to you know, keep an eye on and root for. And so good luck to all the participants in the NAIA World Series. I hope that Columbus is hospitable and that you go get country's barbecue and enjoy the river walk, enjoy zip lining, because this is – Columbus's own softball belongs in Columbus because of the 1996 USA softball team and they were able to host in the Olympics I believe that the NAIA World Series should always be in Columbus and then any exhibition games that USA softball might have even though the headquarters are in Oklahoma City well let's talk about some hockey because the first time in NHL history, these playoffs have been wild. All the games have gone to overtime. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 3-2 as Vegas takes a 2-0 series lead. On Saturday, you have the Florida Panthers beat the Carolina Hurricanes in overtime 2-1. And so on Monday, you got the Hurricanes going down to South Beach in Miami. And they're facing an 0-2 deficit. And I just cannot believe that the city of Miami right now is the center of the sports universe. Think about it. You got the Miami Heat one game away from going to the NBA Finals. You got the Florida Panthers two games away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Miami Marlins, well, they're in second place right now with a 24-22 record. And the Miami Dolphins, they have two of so, and I think that the Miami Hurricanes might do something in the ACC this year because Mario Cristobal is actually a pretty good coach. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm exaggerating a little bit about Miami being the center of the sports universe, but they're having a run kind of like what Tampa did in 2020. 
with the Buccaneers, the Lightning, and the Rays. Uh, maybe Boston in, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s with the Red Sox and the Patriots and the Celtics. I, I just love seeing sports runs by cities, and I've always hoped that Atlanta could have something like this. Well, actually, they did with the Braves winning the World Series in 2021 and Georgia winning the, the national championship the last two years. All right, speaking of which, they do have the odds-on favorites to win the national championship. And I'm telling you, Georgia is the odds-on favorite, followed by Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. We're talking about Georgia. We're talking about Atlanta United. Atlanta United was able to get the 3-3 draw over the Chicago Fire. And Atlanta United has struggled a little bit. They've struggled a little bit trying to hold their own. And it is hard when you lose your superstar to enter Miami. Joseph Martinez is no longer on the team. But if you look at Atlanta United, they were able to fight through and they get the 3-3 draw against the Chicago Fire. It really, it started out great. Andrew Gutman getting the goal in the 29th minute. And then I think that Atlanta United has a second superstar behind Thiago Almada, the World Cup winner. Georgios Gagamakos, the Greek player, had two goals as well. And he also had two red cards in the game. So it was weathering the storm and getting out of Soldier Field with the draw. And right now, Atlanta United currently stands in fourth place in the Eastern Conference with a 6-4-4 record. They have 22 points. They are two points behind the New England Revolution. Hey, the WNBA just played this past weekend, and I watched some of these games. Oh, first of all, the Las Vegas Aces, I think they're going to go back-to-back. They defeated the Seattle Storm. Remember, the Storm playing without Sue Bird for the first time in 20 years. But Las Vegas looks amazing. Playing without their suspended coach, Becky Hammond. Kelsey Plum with 23 points. The Las Vegas Aces look incredible. It was also <coughs> a time that uh, you had the Phoenix Mercury. They lose to the Chicago Sky. They welcome back Brittany Griner. And the New York Liberty, Wow. Brianna Stewart, 45 points. You have some stars in the WNBA. And the local team, the Atlanta Dream, Ryan Howard, 20 points, 10 rebounds, but they lose to the Dallas Wings, 85 to 78. I still think the Atlanta Dream have a very good team. And Ryan Howard is really a rising star in this league as she's entering her second season with the Dream. We did have the PGA Championship, and Brooks Kepka is your winner for the PGA Championship. And I was trying to look and see how many majors he has won. That's his third PGA Championship. And, you know, he finished second at the Masters. He could have easily won that. And so right now, Brooks Kepka has got five major championships. He's not. Got a green jacket yet. He's tied for second in the Masters. And then a British Open Championship. He finished fourth in 2019. So even though you got the U.S. Open coming up, then you got the British Open, Brooks Kepka, you know, there's always that talk. Like 
the next young golfer who's going to be the next Tiger Woods. Well, Brooks Kepka is not a young golfer. He's 33 years old, but he's got five majors. And so if he keeps it up, he could become a great golfer, a Hall of Fame golfer, and hopefully, you know, he could – I don't think he's going to rival Tiger, but I think that Brooks Kepka is going to just continue competing because he's having a good year. We have just – gone through this show and talked about just about everything high school baseball major league baseball the nba i cannot believe that the the lakers and i can't believe the lakers are down 03 i mean it was really lebron i thought he was going to win game 3 and it just didn't happen it wasn't in the cards and maybe the denver nuggets are the better team now the miami heat they're just doing it with Jimmy Butler and a bunch of undrafted free agents. I love it. I absolutely love it. This has really been a great show. Don't forget, this Saturday, Memorial Day weekend, the Columbus Lions are back in action at the Columbus Civic Center taking on the defending AIFA champion Mississippi Raiders. That's going to be at the Columbus Civic Center as a game time kickoff at 7.30. And Monday... Carver's spring game is going to be at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, they moved that to 4 o'clock because of inclement weather. Had a lot of spring games on Friday. I really wanted to try to go to some spring games. I mean, you have Troop County that were taking on Noonan. You had LaGrange taking on McIntosh on Thursday. They had to move that to Thursday because of the state championship game against North Oconee. And then Shaw, their spring game was at Kennett Stadium on Friday as well. There's a new era in Shaw football with head coach Johnny Gardner. You got a new football coach at Calvary Christian with Emmanuel Brunson. Coach McKenzie, who coached Chatco, is now the new head coach at Hardaway. You got Pierre Coffey over at Carver entering his second season. And then uh, you have Pacelli, the defending GIAA champions, led by head coach Dwight Jones. And then over in Alabama, head coach Patrick Nix, I mean, you know that he is going to lead the Central Red Devils to compete for a championship in 7A. But the question is, who is going to dethrone the four-time state champion, Thompson Warriors, who now has a ninth grader in at quarterback, Trent Seaburn. You're going to hear this guy's name. He is awesome. I saw him in the championship game last year against the Auburn Tigers. And then you got Lee Scott Academy defending their state championship at the AISA. And then so many questions to answer about this upcoming high school football season. And then we also have media days that's coming up uh, that first week in August. And I got to try to make it to that. But one thing is for sure. So SEC media days is going to be in Nashville this year. It's going to be July the 17th through the 20th. And that's another event as a member of the media, a new member of the media. That's one event that I would like to attend someday, but unfortunately I'll be on vacation uh, during that time, but I will try to make it to the media days for Alabama high school and Georgia high schools in the AHSAA and the GHSA. As I'm trying to look at my schedule to see if I'm going to be able to call some football games this year. I want to thank everybody for joining me this Sunday night. You know, it's not easy doing a show. And, you know, I've been doing this show for a little over three years now. I remember 
My first episode, January 31st, 2020, I did it because a guy named Nathan Spees, who I went to college with, had me on his podcast. He showed me how to do a podcast, and I was intrigued by the idea of getting on and talking about sports, which I love to do because, you know, when I was in college, I did sports talk radio, and then I got to audition for sports talk radio, and it's really been a passion of mine. And that adrenaline of talking sports, not everybody can do this job. It's really a grind. But it's one of those that you just you love doing it and you don't really care about the, the clicks or the likes on Facebook or sharing on social media or how many viewers you get. You do it because you love talking about sports. And that's what I've always loved doing ever since I was a kid. And so as I try to get through this show and talk about what's going on, I mean, hey, we got the NAIA World Series coming up. We also got the Preakness. So National Treasure, whoever's naming these horses, he must be a, a Disney Plus fan because National Treasure wins the Preakness. And I, I was rooting for Mage because I'm a fan of Triple Crown winners. But we did have the Preakness over the week, over the weekend. And you had National Treasure winning the Preakness. And it was, once again, down to the wire. You had just you had tragedy with some of these horses getting euthanized. It's just, it's tough. It's absolutely tough when you see that, especially when you're an animal lover. Uh, Mage finished third place, but you had Blazing Stevens Blazing Sevens, yeah, Blazing Sevens. Uh, I wonder if he's a fan of the movie Blazing Saddles, whoever's naming these horses. Blazing Sevens finishes second behind National Treasure, the Preakness, and then you know you got the Belmont Stakes coming up in a couple of weeks. When we get to the month of June, this is going to be a very pivotal month because, you know, as – Sports continues to slow down. We're going to have the NBA Finals. we got plenty to talk about when it comes to the NBA Finals. I'm going to go through, you know, and I'm, I'm a big historian. I love, you know, being a nostalgic show. I love just going through the archives and just talking, you know, nostalgia. And, you know, CNN's got a special now, right now, called the 2010s. So I thought, how cool would it be if I did a show – about sports in the 2010. So every week I pick a, a year in the decade. I start with 2010 and then I go all the way to 2019. So we know who the champions were in 2010. As a San Francisco Giants fan, I remember exactly where I was when Brian Wilson got the final strike and when Joe Buck said, and for the first time since 1954, the Giants are world champions. I, I got emotional. That has been my team since I was a child. They win the first ever championship with the San Francisco Giants. You know, they almost won it in 62, but I wasn't even born. And then you you also have just incredible sports stories like Alabama beating Texas in the BCS National Championship. But the big what if, what if Colt McCoy does not get hurt in that game? And then you also had... Well, it was great for the city of New Orleans, but 
it was really bad if you're a Falcons fan is the New Orleans Saints winning the Super Bowl in 2010. And you have Drew Brees, the Super Bowl MVP. They beat the Indianapolis Colts. And it was a, it was a shocking Super Bowl, but I wasn't really too shocked. Sean Payton with the gutsy call with the onside kick to start the second half. That was absolutely incredible. You look at you also see the Chicago Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup, and you know they start their dynasty of being the team of the 2010s in the NHL, winning three Stanley Cups later on. 2010 also had the World Cup. It was actually in South Africa. I remember exactly where I was when I saw Landon Donovan kick that game-winning goal against Algeria that advanced the United States into out of the group. But, you know, they they ran into a wall when they uh, had to play uh, Ghana. You know, Ghana has really been a thorn in the United States side for just about most of the World Cups, but uh, 2010 was a great year, and I, you know, I'm really excited about bringing on my next guest. I didn't think I was going to have a guest on tonight, but uh, making a surprise visit, it's been a while. It's been like maybe a week. It's Sports Visions Thrift Barringer. You can catch him on Flavor uh, Smooth RB 92.1 on Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 6. Thrift, welcome to the show. What's up, man? And yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I saw that you were live, and I was like, you know what? I haven't hopped on in about a week, and that tells you how much we were doing stuff together and how frequent we were doing things together, that it's only been a week, and it seems like a long time. But glad to be on, and I just caught your, the tail end of your conversation um, talking about uh, 2010 been a great year. That was my senior year, 2010 fall, and I remember that very vividly, not only because it was my senior year, but Auburn won a national championship. Yes. Had probably the greatest single season in the history of the sport. Um, so, yeah, I definitely remember that year. Um, it was a lot of fun. And think about it now. I just had graduation for the Campus Academy. And I was telling the kids, because I was the uh, master of ceremonies, and I was also get, I able to give like a little speech to the seniors. They had on to their the unknown of life, as we all have before. And I was like, man, it was 12 years ago, and I was in your same shoes. So. But glad to be on, Richard. Got a few minutes to chop it up. Absolutely. Uh, we want to talk. I know we'll do, dive into some NBA. Got some big announcements coming up, too. Um, just excited to see where this is going to go, man. Gobby. Well, I, I'm really excited. You and I are both basketball fans. But this is not what we thought was going to happen. Right now, the Lakers down 0-3 to the Nuggets. The Heat are up 3-0 to the Boston Celtics. It's looking like it's going to be... Barring a miracle, because no team in the NBA has ever come back from an 0-3 deficit. In fact, all the teams are 0-149, but it's looking like it's going to be a Heat Nuggets NBA Finals. Yeah, it does. And I know the NBA and myself wanted to see that Lakers versus Celtics dream matchup that would have just had the ratings going through the roof, LeBron versus Tatum. Of course, all the history of these two franchises. They have the two most championships um, in the NBA, and but with that being said, not and but but with that being said, <coughs> the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic, who has been a dominant player, but not in this series, he's been a really good player. He's still a fantastic um, 
presence in, in the middle. Um, he's a mismatch nightmare. But you're seeing the Nuggets as a whole. Jamal Murray has been a sensation. He has been up 30 points a game in this series. No one on the Lakers can guard him. Schroeder is trying his best, and I think he's given his best effort. And then D'Angelo De- Russell has just been atrocious. Mm-hmm. This Nuggets team is deep. They're loaded. And if Jokic, who hasn't been asked to do a lot, maybe the first couple of games he, he he was asked to you know, bring him back or close out a game. But yesterday it was the entire team effort um, on the backs of Jamal Murray's great first half. And then you look at the Heat Celtics. Celtics look like they're being outcoached. They're definitely being outplayed. Their two leading scorers today were Tatum and Brown, who had 14 and 12. They both were 6 of 17, 6 of 18 from the field. And Jimmy Butler only had 16 points and 8 rebounds. Gabe Bitson had a 29-point game. But it's not, again, just him. Everyone on the Heat roster, even albeit a lot of them, unsigned free agents coming out of college. And they are just taking Boston to the woodshed. Won by 30 points today. And I don't see how. Either one of these teams blow this. I expect one of them to have a sweep, maybe both, but there's no chance. For one, LeBron doesn't have enough juice in him. It's been a long season. He's also 38 to carry a team. Anthony Davis has got to play a full four-quarter game. He played three quarters, but he's got to play a full four-quarter game. And your long answer to a short question, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Heat Nuggets. Tyler Hero will be back for the NBA Finals. That's going to be a, a surprising and a welcoming addition to this Heat team who's just hitting on all cylinders right now. And if I had to pick the team that I'm cheering for, I mean, I don't think – I I like Jokic. I, I like that many people doubt him. But Jimmy Butler doing this, this will cement his legacy as a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Oh, there's no doubt about it. That would give the Miami Heat their fourth – NBA title, and yeah, they had one with Shaq and D Wade, and then LeBron only only delivered two, even though he promised eight. But you know, Miami Heat are going to be fine. You know, everybody thought that Miami was going to drop off when LeBron left in 2014, but that's not the case. Very well run organization by Pat Riley, the GM, president, and Eric Spolstra. Is he not one of the top five NBA coaches in this league right now? He may be the best coach in this. I think so, too. Yes. I think he's done a a really good job. Um, And and I was not a believer in him. I thought Pat Riley was going to fire him in his first season with LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. He started the year 9-8. and Remember, Sam Van Gundy had won 59 games back in 04-05, lost in the conference finals in seven to the Detroit Pistons, and started the next Mm -hmm. year about 11-9, and 11-10. Pat Riley says, you're gone, took over the job, and they ended up winning an NBA championship. I thought the similar thing was going to happen LeBron's first year in Miami with Eric, but he stuck with him, and now Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA going right now, and he's proving it with less talent than any of the three teams, four teams, including them, the Heat, remaining in the NBA playoffs. And I, it just shows right now in this NBA there's a lot of talent for one, that there is no team other than maybe the Nuggets who have a roster where it's like they just always have some a guy that can come in and give you points. The Nuggets have nine guys, okay? 
And any given night, any of those nine guys, and that includes Jokic and Murray, can give you 20 points off the bench or whatever. They got the best, deepest roster. But the talent shows that an eight seed, the talent spread across the league, that an eight seed in the Heat, who the Hawks demolished yes. in the playing game. Everyone thought they were dead. The Hawks obliterated them. They out-rebounded them. They literally outmanned them. Something that never happens to a Miami Heat, a Jimmy Butler-led team to get just out-physicaled, out-manned, out-rebounded. It's like taking your lunch money as a bully is what the Hawks did in that game. And yet, since that moment, the Heat have been on an incredible run and looking to try to get their fourth NBA championship on the backs, of course, of Jimmy Butler. But it's all the unsigned free agents, and it shows also that if you play hard, you play within a system. You're not selfish. You can win an NBA championship. That's why the 76ers got beat. Heck, that's why even the Bucks lost because not well, if not a well-coached team. You got to have all those things working for you. And right now, it's just a perfect mixture of gumbo that has just allowed this Miami Heat to go on a run that nobody thought they could do. And you have an opportunity for the city of Miami not only to host an NBA Finals, but also a Stanley Cup Finals because the Florida Panthers have a 2-0 series lead on Carolina. Unreal. And when they upset, again, Boston Bruins, probably the greatest regular season from what I've been told in National League Hockey, National Hockey League history, it's, um, it's a good time to be a sports fan, especially professionally, in the uh, – in the state of Florida. I do want to add real quick, Richard, I know we only got about five minutes before we end this, you're in your show. The San Antonio Spurs winning the draft to get yes. Benyama is Absolutely. the place for this young man to go. As I said on the Sports Richard Radio Show, which I'll be live again tomorrow, DJ Jones is out of town. He's actually with Cornelius Bennett. And if you don't know who that is, he was a starting linebacker for all four Buffalo Bills teams. He was an all-pro. He started for the Atlanta Falcons and the, for the 1998 Super Bowl uh, team that lost to the Denver Broncos and then started and was a leader on a Peyton Manning-led Indianapolis Colts team. He is friends with all these guys, and it was an incredible interview, and DJ's playing in his golf tournament in Birmingham tomorrow. So he'll be on about always opens up the show the first 10, 15 minutes, and my friend Johnny Buckets is going to be in studio. We'll chop it up with him. We may even have some old press box callers call in. I may even have you do the same thing, Richard. Be fun to have, you know, a conversation or two. But <clears throat> excited, um, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that everything's working out the way it is, and I'm I'm excited about this week. And Richard, you're doing a phenomenal job with the Lions, and Rapids, and I'm I'm proud of you. And I got big news coming up in this summer. I'm not going to drop it just yet, but Richard, I know you'll be involved with me. Got a bunch of things heading in for the next sports school year next year, which, by the way, we're only about two months away for the football season really gets underway. Think about that. Excuse me, about three months for the football season gets underway. It's almost here. So I know we're both excited about where the future's heading. I will have more information on my Facebook page, Thrift Behringer, and excited where Sports Vision's going, excited where me and you are going to be doing next year, Richard, and it should be a fun time. But I want to go back after saying all that. 
um, to talk about Wimbenyama. I thought that was a great pickup for the Spurs, and I honestly cannot think of a better place for him. Body type tells me, is he someone that can last in this league? He, I feel like he has to gain weight. We do have someone like that in Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant's not also forced to guard guys like Jokic, like Embiid. That is what Wimbenyama's going to have to do at 7'6". And I've seen him go against Kenny Lofton, who is like a mini version. If you don't know who that is, Kenny Lofton Jr., he's like a mini version of Zach Randolph. He bullied him and moved him out of the way. Wimbenyama's a great prospect, greatest since LeBron. But I think he's still got to gain some weight. That being said, Greg Popovich, the perfect coach, Spurs, perfect organization, San Antonio, the perfect place for a young, really coming with a lot of hype, superstar, and Victor Wimbenyama. <laughs> and I cannot wait. The NBA draft, June the 22nd. He is projected to be the overall number one pick. And you know that you and I are basketball fans. I know we're going to be uh, really into this NBA Finals as well. And thank you so much, Thrift, just for being on the show, taking time out of your busy schedule and just hopping on real quick uh, tonight here on my show. I appreciate it, Richard. Looking forward to hopping on again this week. Uh, like I said, we got heat. We got nuggets. Not the uh, recipe in the finals that many people expected, but I think it's the one that we deserve because we deserve two teams that are going to play hard, yes. play efficient basketball, well-coached, got superstars and dogs, Jokic, Murray, Butler, Bam Adebayo. I think storylines for guys like me and you, Richard, that keep up with it, I think it's going to be a great series. For the casual fan, yeah, they probably won't care about it as much as – if they were to see Boston and L.A., I just don't see it, Richard. I know it just has that, that eerie feeling like, dang, what if LeBron does come back from 3-0? If there's ever a superstar to do that, just like we said about Tom Brady when the Falcons 28-3, if there's oh. ever a superstar to do something like that, it's Tom Brady and LeBron James. But I just – I don't think they got enough. And even if they do win tomorrow, it's going to be hard to winning two games, not just one, but two games. In Denver. I agree. All right, before I let you go, tell me, tell all my listeners where they could find you. Yeah, Thrift Behringer on Facebook. Thanks, Richard. Also, Thrift underscore Sports Vision TV on Instagram. And, uh, of course, tomorrow, Sports Vision Radio Show, 4 to 6 p.m. on 92.1 Smooth R&B. And the Sports Vision's Facebook page, Sports Vision slash TV slash radio slash magazine. And, of course, 921.com and 921 Smooth R&B Facebook page as well. Sports Radio app. Thanks, Rich. Have a good one, and I will see you later on this week. Absolutely. Can't wait. That is Sports Vision's Thrift Barringer. Thank you so much as he has joined the show. Uh, we are at the hour mark, so we got to wrap this show up. Thank you, everybody, who supported this show. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I'm also on Twitter. You can find me on the sports at Richard H on Twitter and I'm getting close to 700 followers and my audience is just continuing to grow. I'm almost at pre pandemic numbers. I'm getting there as I'm getting the word out, but I hope that everybody enjoys the rest of your night. Don't forget that you can catch a replay of the show Monday through Friday from two to three on WQEE in Noonan. And thank you everybody for joining the show and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.